Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is so true that football brings out the nut in all of us. Fans are not known for being logical or rational or even keeled. We're not known for staying poised in the heat of battle. Now, we kind of lose our minds when we are fully invested. Or just sometimes when we are seeing with some kind of weird orange-colored glasses. I got this tweet right after the AFC Championship. I had no idea that it would go relatively viral, at least viral in my world, right? That so many people would respond and like it and blah, blah, blah. A man named Kevin sent me this tweet again right after the AFC championship. It's rigged. It's all about Taylor. And my response was, and I'll retweet it so you can see it, A-Law Radio. Yes, the NFL forced Lamar to throw a ball into triple coverage in the end zone. And then forced Zay Flowers to fumble on the goal line. And made sure that the Niners recovered that one. All part of the script. The way the NFL laid it out at the beginning of the year. Remember that goofy kind of parody? I guess it was a video they put together about how it was all part of the script. And somehow the Ravens were willing to go along with the sham. Oh, yes. The NFL rigged the whole damn thing. This is part of the charm. Just for Taylor Swift. By the way, she's on. she and Travis and their post-game moment are on the cover of People. Already? <laughs> well, on the cover of People oh, website. It, yeah, it's it. And TV line. So I follow a bunch of different pop culture websites because I'm not cool. And I need to keep up with some of the news in the entertainment industry. And also, I like to see how sports and entertainment cross. So as I was driving into work on, gosh, I guess it was Sunday evening. Now it would have been six hours ago. CBS News. So I'm listening to the CBS News station in New York because we're in lower Manhattan, our headquarters. And what do they say? Taylor Swift is headed to the Super Bowl. Now, that's from a news perspective, okay? It's not a sports station, but yeah, there is a major crossover here between news and entertainment and our world where the NFL drives the bus. Funny enough, and I only know this because I heard it on the news. I would have had no idea. She has a concert in Japan the night before. And so now the big question is whether or not she will hop a flight immediately the good news is, for her, the Super Bowl's on the West Coast, so she doesn't have to fly halfway around the globe, right? She has to fly over the Pacific. I'm assuming she doesn't fly commercial. 
You know what happens when you assume, but I'm pretty safe in that assumption. Can she get a Learjet or one of those high-speed supersonic jets? I I don't, I've never done this, but apparently it's a 12 to 13 hour flight. So I had this information. Oh, of course you do. See, Jay is much cooler than me. So apparently, this has all been like speculated. I've seen and like speculated. What a good word! Can she make it? Is it possible? Can she do the concert and make the game? She can disappoint people. (laughs) So it says Taylor performs in Japan the night before. Like we're saying, the show in Japan will end around 10 p.m. Tokyo time, 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Las Vegas time. Says the flight from Tokyo to Vegas takes 12 hours. Meaning, if Taylor can arrive at 5 p.m. local time the day before the Super Bowl. 25 hours, 35 minutes before kickoff. She can... Uh, wait, that was weirdly worded. Let me retry try that. Okay, try that again. I'm still interested. The flight from Tokyo to Vegas takes 12 hours, so she can leave right after the show and still get there in time. It would be like a red-eye, an overnight flight. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be comfortable, but she can technically still get there before, the, before kickoff. She would be arriving then, if it's 12 hours, she would be arriving at 5 o'clock... Vegas time in the in the afternoon. Right. The game kicks off at six thirty. Yes. I'm assuming Taylor Swift is not like the rest of us who has to go through five levels of security. Maybe just one level of security. But that's the deal with media people. And I know this because I went to a Super Bowl in Houston a couple of years ago. And it's not I'm not kidding about this. It it's not easy to get into these games. If you're a member of the media or a fan, you have to go through five well, for the media, we had five levels of metal detectors and security to go through before we were allowed into the stadium. I mean, they are very meticulous. I'm assuming she doesn't have to go through that. So she could probably get there quicker. And here's the deal when you're rich and you have access to resources. Not only can you get a, a car straight to the airport, your private airstrip, you can leave immediately. You don't have to worry about baggage or people who are running late. And then you get off the flight and boom, you go, you take a car and you are straight to the game. There won't be 18 planes in front of right. her to take off. Exactly. You've got VIP entrance into the stadium. So yes, if anyone can do it, it would be Taylor Swift. Another thing is... She may have obligations afterwards. Who knows? Maybe she rearranges her schedule, but it's two weeks from now. And so we'll see. But yeah, that is certainly exciting for a lot of people who don't follow football on a regular basis. But so is the Super Bowl. People were going to watch either way. She was on camera maybe 30 seconds of the entire game. It is not that big of a deal. Even And I don't really understand why people care about it. It seems like, for the most part, whenever Giselle Bunchton was on TV, people were thrilled. I mean, sometimes athletes have really famous and attractive significant others. It's just how it works out. Funny what money and fame will do. Jared Goff. <laughs> Jared Goff. <laughs> anyway... And and Jay and I were talking about that not long ago because Jared Goff's girlfriend became all the rage. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Jay, for the assessment. I'm sure Jared appreciates it. And so, yeah, this is what people will be talking about outside of the football world. It won't be matchups. It won't be Chiefs Niners rematch. It'll be whether or not Taylor Swift gets there. But does that mean the NFL rigged it? No, but the NFL didn't know that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey were going to be dating when they started the season. Come on. But even so, the Ravens lost this game, and they lost it in a blaze of glory. Let's be fair. I know it hurts for the Lions fans. It's got to be more painful for the Ravens. Higher expectations, game on their own field, top seed, the bye. They also had the best record in the NFL this year. 
I heard from a bunch of Ravens fans, this was their best chance. A quarterback who's likely the NFL MVP, their best chance, obviously, since Lamar Jackson teamed up with John Harbaugh and company, Todd Munkin, the new offensive coordinator. They have a defense that was one of the best in the NFL, depending upon your metric. Stingy, nasty, physical defense. Wait until you hear what Roquan Smith had to say about how special this team is and why it hurts that they couldn't make it happen. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You can find me on Twitter, Radio. If you want to call in, it's 855-212-4227. And you can certainly vote for the Monday MVP. We picked one defense, one offense from each of the teams advancing to the Super Bowl. All right, so when last we... Stop talking about the AFC championship. We had to take our break. It was about Zay Flowers. All right. So he's a rookie. He gets a taunting penalty. I'm sure he'll never do that again. And then right on the heels of that, he fumbles at the goal line. The ball is punched out by the same guy he stood over and taunted. Oh, my gosh. You want to talk about, and I don't even believe in karma, but you want to talk about, What goes around comes around. Jay. He taunts LeJarius Sneed and then Sneed punches the ball away on the goal line and it's recovered by the Chiefs. That's a little bit of sweet revenge. Shakespeare could never written it better. Oh, definitely not. And so Zay Flowers got maybe a lesson in humility in this game, but I actually felt bad for him. He was he was beside himself on the sidelines. He really was, except by the time the game was over, he wasn't, I don't want to say he wasn't taking responsibility, only that he wasn't going to display his emotion in front of everyone else. So they stuck microphones in his face in the Ravens locker room. You know, my brother, so they're going to ride with me right around no matter what, so that's all. These are my brothers. They're going to ride with me right or wrong. Okay, so maybe that's some indication that he messed up. Did you see Odell Beckham Jr., who was consoling him? I think it was OBJ, who was consoling him on the sidelines. I mean, they're locked in a big old hug for a good three, four minutes because Zay was so upset about it. And to make matters worse, and who knows if it's true or not, he got so mad on the sidelines after the fumble that he threw his helmet or slammed his helmet And according to the broadcast, now I'm not sure how they would know, cut his finger unless, of course, let's see, who would have been on the sidelines? It was Tracy Wolfson and it was Evan Washburn, right, doing the game for CBS. So they were on the sidelines. So maybe one of them passed up the intel to Jim Nance and Tony Romo, but they said he he cut his finger open. It was bleeding by slamming his helmet down on the sidelines, though he's saying that's not actually what happened. No, I had a a cut already. It just opened up again. I mean, it opened up again because you were taking your anger out on the equipment. Does that ever work? No. Do you remember when, oh my gosh, it's my favorite thing ever, when... um, I think I know what you're going to say. Yes. uh, Shoot. Do not tell me. It's not baseball season, so I cannot think of his name, but I can see his, his face in my head. Mr. 13 year contract for the Phillies. What the hell? What's his name? Oh, I was thinking of someone else, I think. Oh, okay. Kevin Wood, I think, did it once. Or Kerry Wood. 
Remember him? Oh, oh yeah, I definitely remember Carrie Wood. I, I, now I'm remembering what you, yours. Yes. Well, so this is one of my favorites of all times. Yes, it was Bryce Harper. Thank you. Bryce Harper, his rookie year, I believe it was, got so angry over a strikeout or a, a, some missed opportunity that he goes into the dugout, slams his bat against the wall, and it bounces off the wall and smacks him in the face. Yes. <laughs> I mean, welcome to Major League Baseball, Bryce Harper. But in this case, welcome to the NFL, rookie. This is why you do not taunt. You just never look tough coming out of it. No. You look like an idiot. And then when you get hurt, you look like a double idiot. It's uh, never a smart idea. It's after hours, CBS Sports Radio. One more from Zay Flowers. How do you pick up the pieces? Just try to come back next year um, and get it done, you know, come back together as a team. This is a tough one, so just we got to work for towards next year. Mm, at least he admitted it there, that it was a tough one. Oh, but if... If you feel, if it makes you feel any better, Zay, misery loves company, right? You weren't the only one. Jackson, quick snap again. She's trying to push the pocket. Jackson throws deep middle for the end zone. Intercepted. Intercepted in the end zone. Intercepted by Dion Bush. Back to back turnovers in the end zone by the Baltimore Ravens. Dion Bush with the interception. The old Wiley special teams dude gets a pick. And Jackson makes a mistake throwing into the teeth of the Chiefs' coverage. Three Chiefs were back there. Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio. Now, I don't know for sure because I didn't look. I was busy taking my own notes and watching uh, the coverage on TV. I wouldn't be surprised if triple coverage was trending at that point. Because I'm, so I'm tweeting about it, of course, because it's a big moment. And I want to make sure I remember it. I was tweeting, what did I tweet? Hold on. Holy cow, thrown into triple coverage. Gah! I do love gah! Another giveaway in the end zone for Baltimore. And so I'm tweeting about it, and I'm seeing other people, NFL people all around, tweeting triple coverage. He may very well be the NFL MVP, but that was a really poor decision. Lamar was, of course, asked about the Bush interception in the end zone after the game. I see both of them. I see both of them uh, t- trailing him, and I didn't want to throw it all out the end zone. I just tried to like let him turn around and make a play. I thought it was going to be pi, but you know it is what it is. The safety made a great play. He made an interception. Six minutes, six and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. At that point, when Bush picks off that ball. Now, Kansas City goes three and out after that, so it's not like the game was wrapped up. Baltimore, when they get the ball back, they do move downfield, but they stall at the 25, and instead of going for it on fourth down, they they were trailing by two scores, so they had to take the field goal. They do, and they pull within a touchdown. So it's 17-10. The field goal, the only points in the second half. How about that? If you thought it was going to be a shootout between the Ravens and the Chiefs, think again. So with two and a half minutes to go, the Chiefs now have the ball. And this this was tough, too. Again, misery loves company, and the Ravens have plenty of blame to go around. An hour from now, we'll welcome, welcome our friend Rob Long from 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. He's getting ready for the Big Bad Morning Show. We'll ask him. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's Zay Flowers. Yeah, it's... Lamar throwing that interception. But how about the back-to-back penalties to start that next drive? Handing the Chiefs a first down. 
Now, they wanted to run out the clock, so they tried running a couple of times straight up the gut, which wasn't going to go very far against the Ravens. So on third and nine, it is the moment of truth for the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Ravens, four-man front. Playing press on the outside. Mahomes will throw it in the pocket. He's launching one long. Marquez Valdez, Scantling, catches the ball at the Raven 30 on his backside. Shades of the catch he had against Cincinnati in the end zone last year in the AFC Championship game. Marquez Valdez Scantling saving the best for last. His two catches last week and on his rear end catches a 32-yarder from Mahomes for a first down. 17-10 Chiefs. All of the talk this week about the Ravens defense and justifiably so. But the story of this game in the second half, the Chiefs defense. A flip by Richie James Jr. That means this game is over and you can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs being the AFC champions for the fourth time in five seasons. The Chiefs have the Lamar Hunt trophy and they're taking it to Vegas for Super Bowl 58. The Chiefs are still the Chiefs and believe it. You gotta fight oh, no. for your right <laughs> to party. Believe it, baby. We're going to Las Vegas, Nevada to go get us another one. I love when you text on Nevada just in case we don't know where Vegas is. Nevada! <laughs> He's a mess. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, maybe he and Taylor Swift are a match made in heaven. <laughs> you gotta fight for your right to party! You know she was yelling it as well. You know she was. I hope so. <laughs> in fact, I think she should add that to her next concert. <laughs> She's gonna make that her next album title. <laughs> The Beastie Boys are okay with it. They might be broken out by then. You never mm, know. <laughs> then, it'd be a, then it'd be a must-buy. Yes. All right. So on Twitter, A-Law Radio, that was Travis on CBS. And I'll be looking forward to his podcast this week with his brother. Jason was at the game, and he was also on the field. Uh, but funny enough, there aren't as many photos of the two Kelsey brothers as there are of Travis and Taylor. <laughs> Just is goofy. Nevada! <laughs> I am. I'm happy for the Chiefs. I like. Andy, I, I love Andy Reid. I, I just love it when his his players come and give him these huge bear hugs and like shake him all over. He's, everything's jiggling on Andy. He's the best. And I really do like Patrick Mahomes. I think he's good for the NFL. I'm glad we get to watch him play. But man, this stings for Baltimore. It is the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. And so we'll hear from the Ravens and the Chiefs coming up. And then, as I say, exactly one hour from now, Rob Long will join us from Baltimore. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, you can take our poll for Monday MVP. Share your advice for Lions fans as well. I'm crestfallen for them. And also on our Facebook page. Actually, this guy named Joe, I, I just remember because I read his tweet, he sends me this tweet in the, I think it was halftime, halftime early third quarter, but in the middle of the NFC Championship. And it says, the season started with the Lions and Chiefs, and it will end with the Lions and Chiefs. I don't believe in jinxes. Jay does, though. 
That'll, that'll do it. That, that's about a, that's a jinx if I ever heard one. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lauren. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Second down and 10 for the Ravens with 6.54 left to play. In the franchise's first ever home AFC championship game. OBJ splits wide to the left. Bateman, Aguilar, likely to the right. Lamar to throw. Looking to the right. Nothing there. Fires down the middle. Back in the end zone. No, no. It's intercepted. It's picked off in the end zone. Dion Bush with the interception. And with 6.45 left to play in the AFC championship game. Yeah, three defenders on him. A third Ravens turnover could signal a hill too high to climb. Well, I'm not frustrated at all. Um, I'm, I'm angry about, you know, losing. Uh, we're a game away from the Super Bowl. Uh, we've been waiting all this time, all these moments for an opportunity like this, and we fell short. Um, but, but I feel like our team, we're going we to build. You know, this offseason we're going get, to get right, um, get better, grind, and try to be in this position again. But on the other side, a victory. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Man, so tough for Lamar Jackson. And even now as I look up, I'm seeing the video replay of not just the Dion Bush interception as he was the third of the Chiefs defenders to make it triple coverage. He comes flying in. Uh, and kind of steps in front of that pass. But there were two other guys between Lamar and his intended target. But then immediately on the heels, as Lamar gets over to the Ravens bench, he slams his helmet down as well. So he was pretty angry. Angry at himself, no doubt. Angry at the wasted opportunity, I'm sure. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio, Jerry Sandusky on Ravens Radio. He goes 20 of 37 for 272 yards. He does have the touchdown to Zay Flowers in the first quarter. The the interception also had about 50 yards rushing, but ultimately they come up short again. Very proud of my team. You know, um, no system. Um, offensive coordinator, 
um, different things, you know, different things we've seen, motion, stuff like that. Uh, adversity at the beginning of the season, you know, we wasn't playing well. People don't know what the Ravens' offense or defense is going to look like. And we made it all the way to this point, you know, uh, a goal short. We made it here, but we just got to finish next time. But I'm very proud of my team, all phases. We were fighting like crazy to get back in, and I think, you know, strategically we moved the ball back down the field. We were fighting to get the ball back at the end, you know, with the clock and everything, and they hit the one pass. Uh, we were close to getting the ball back at the end to have a chance to score. So that's what we were trying to do. I mean, you're against the clock there. A lot of different strategic, strategic moves to try to get that done, and uh, then they hit the one pass. John Harbaugh, the longtime head coach of the Ravens, already has a Super Bowl ring guiding this team to the championship after the 2013 season where they actually played the Niners and won. That was our first here on CBS Sports Radio. But with all the the injuries they absorbed, especially on the running, they're at the running back position. Defense too, though, losing a bunch of guys, the moves they made, I can't confirm or deny this, but it certainly feels like they made as many moves as any other team in the NFL and yet finished with, the best record in the league, the top seed in what was the toughest division in football, the AFC North. Yeah, it's hard to be upset about it, but man, this was a prime opportunity for them to capitalize and get back to the Super Bowl. I was proud of them. I'm proud of the season that they had. I think I feel like uh, like it was a it was a team that had a lot of challenges. You know, I don't think it was a team that was too highly touted coming into the season by, by the pundits and the prognosticators and all that. And I think they proved a lot of people wrong all year. Six years in the game, like, just having, like, a group of, like, truly unselfish dudes. Dudes don't really care who gets the credit. All celebrate one another. And, like, it's hard to find that in, like, football, let alone in life. Because, you know, most human beings are selfish in your own way, even though you may not may not know it. And just, like seeing how many selfless guys and willing to put it all on the line for one another, it just, it inspires you. And it definitely, that's part of part of what sucks for me, just knowing each and every guy, like how we all, you know, roll together, do, do whatever for each other. And to like, just let ourselves down like that, it sucks. So that's definitely a part of the emotions that, you know, you feel in a sense. But at the end of the day, it's life. And how are you going to respond? I love that from Roquan Smith. The Ravens team is definitely special. They're definitely special. And it's tough because this group of guys, they had the chemistry. They cared more about the guy on the left and the guy on the right than they did about their own individual goals, as Rocom was was expressing perfectly. So many different veterans who filled that void as they were losing guys to injuries, and yet they come up short. Now, remember, this is something I say a lot. It's not just about your team. It's always about who else you're running into. How many more champions or how many more amazing opportunities might there have been in the Western Conference if not for the Warriors running the table five years in a row, right? It's always about the other teams that you're competing against, the era that you're in. How about the the number of other AFC teams? Maybe Peyton Manning and the Colts or his tenure with the Colts, they feel this way. How many more opportunities they didn't get 
because the Patriots were the dominant team of that era. Even now, in the AFC, it's not just the Ravens. Now, this is the Ravens' most recent run-in with the Chiefs. But how about the Bills? They've got to be feeling that. They're in their window. They're in their window, and yet the damn Chiefs won't go away. But that's sports. It's never just about you. It's also about the competition. It's also about the other teams that are competing for the same goal. And the Chiefs are incredible to watch for this reason. They remake themselves. It's been a really tough year for the offense. Travis Kelsey said it repeatedly. He sucked this season for maybe two-thirds of it. But he's still a Hall of Famer. And there's always the potential, right? Because he and Patrick Mahomes have developed such an incredible rapport. Now, we'll hear more from the Chiefs. But the narrative around this team was that, ah, well, it's not going to be their year. They're not going to be able to repeat. They won't get back to the Super Bowl. Why? Because they won't be at Arrowhead. I knew going on the road we were going to be okay. We got a lot of dogs in that locker room. And those guys came to play today, defense, offense, special teams. And we, we came back, and like Clark said, we were going to win this trophy with Norma's Hunt not name on our jersey. We promise you that. So we went out and got that thing. He refers to Clark Hunt from the Hunt family. And the fact that they had extra motivation this season. Yeah, quite a run for the Chiefs. Mahomes went on to say you don't take it for granted. And that's the wisdom that comes with being an older player generally. Because if anyone was going to take it for granted, it would be Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) I mean, they're the AFC champions for the fourth time in fifth year. Five years. Fourth fourth time in five years. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what rebuilding means. (laughs) And he's got it pretty good. Even with a bunch of relatively new receivers this year who dropped more passes in the NFL than any other team this season. They had more penalties. Their turnovers were... And yet, come end of the year, because of the leadership, because of the veterans, because of Andy Reid, because of the coaching and the execution of their all-world quarterback... But it's not just the QB, right? You you do yourself a disservice if you overlook the Chiefs defense. And so we'll hear from them coming up. Real quick, let's talk to Johnny, who's in Baltimore. Johnny, welcome to After Hours. Yeah, how you doing, hon? I'm good. Yeah, I would just say it was a failure of the coaching staff of the Baltimore Ravens. You had the leading rushing offense, 5.1 yards against a team that gave up or something on their defense, they abandoned the run. They panicked. The offensive coach went away from the strength. The defense did their job. They held the Chiefs to 17 points. They didn't score in the second half. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson forced plays. He should have been intercepted two more times. And in the beginning of the game, 
the Chiefs outside the Ravens when Tucker was kicking the field goals practicing, and they had that little scrum. You're talking about a team that it's been, what, four times in the AFC championship? And you're going to try to play bad? I put it on John Harbaugh and the offensive coordinator. They should have ran the ball, kept running it, get Jackson into a rhythm of short passes instead of going for home runs. And as long as John Harbaugh is the uh, coach of the Baltimore Ravens, he is nothing but a special teams coach. Oh, stop. No, stop it, Johnny. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm going to let you go because that's ridiculous. He's not a special teams coach. He's a terrific coach, and there will be a lot of teams out there that would be lucky to have him. But, I mean, he's – he's, yeah, I don't even know how you could say that. I'm not going to dignify that with an answer. Uh, as for running the ball, I – yeah, it's a, it's a nice theory, but other than Lamar, who created some room just by his sheer athleticism and his elusiveness, there really wasn't that much room to run. The Chiefs were committed to stopping the run, and that they did. I would say Lamar had opportunities through the air more than anything because the Chiefs were committed to stopping the run. All right, coming up, we'll hear from the Chiefs. I'm not sure we're going to get to hoops, but did you guys see what happened this weekend in the NBA? Wowzers. As the precursor to Championship Sunday, the Lakers and Warriors do battle into double overtime with so many big moments. We had 73 for Luka Doncic. Was it Booker? Devin Booker who had, oh shoot, I forgot how many Devin had. There were two guys this weekend that completely went off. Yeah, it wasn't a weekend for the NBA. It wasn't really a weekend where the NBA would take center stage, but it certainly (laughs) was a weekend that if you were looking for alternative programming, well, you could find it. He had 62 on January 26th, which, yeah, would have been this weekend. So not 73, but 62. Okay, just 62. So we had Carl Anthony Towns, Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic, and Devin Booker go over 60 this weekend. Or this last week, sorry. Yeah, pretty nuts. And the NFL's the big dog. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, our Facebook page too, you can vote for Monday MVP. The Chiefs are at it again. Still have a chance to go back-to-back. All of the Niners are standing in their way. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to the After Hours Podcast. The 46, 219 on the clock. Baltimore is out of timeouts. Pacheco in the backfield sets up to the left of Mahomes. Mahomes in the pocket, throws a deep one behind the defense. It is caught. Valdez Scantling with the grab. He got behind Millet for 33 yards, hushing the crowd with 204 to play. And now we're going to hit the two-minute warning. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Ian Eagle with the call on Westwood One. That was the moment, the moment that the hopes were lost. But, man, it was still really tense in the late stages. And the two defenses looked I don't want to say completely different, but they really strapped in in the second half, and it became much more of a slugfest. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Again, coming up next hour, about 30 minutes from now, we'll welcome our friend Rob Long, who will have a lot to say about the Ravens falling short in the AFC Championship. And we'll then have several hours to do it on his own morning show on our Baltimore affiliate, 105.7 The Fan. You can vote for Monday MVP. You can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio. And also on our Facebook page. So, yeah, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs now headed back to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years. You never know how many you're going to get to um, if you're, or if you're going to get to any. Um, and so it truly is special. Um, just to do it with these guys after what we've been through all season long, guys coming together, um, it really is special. But uh, I, I told them, I mean, the job's not done. I mean, our job now is to prepare ourselves to play a good football team in the Super Bowl and try to get that ring. Pat Mahomes did a great job, again, uh, as he normally does. But starting the game off with 11 completions, three completions, uh, that's something something special. And then to manage the game, things that get kind of thrown by the side is him taking a sack there at the end. So um, as opposed to trying to fit the ball in, um, he, he took the sack, kept the clock running. Good things happened there. As much as we could talk about Patrick and Travis Kelsey, who now has more receptions in the playoffs than any other receiver in NFL history. How about that? He's second in receiving yards and receiving touchdowns behind Jerry Rice. But on Sunday, he passed Jerry Rice for the most catches ever in NFL history in the postseason. Wow. So he's has showed up in a big way when the pressure was on for the Chiefs. But the defense deserves to be in the spotlight. The defense has made the Chiefs a winner this season over and over when the offense didn't deserve it. When the offense played fast and loose with the football, how many drops they had this year, when there were too many turnovers, when the penalties were showing a lack of discipline. No, it was the defense over and over again that kept this team not just afloat, but moving forward. And that's not only cool, but they deserve all the credit from Patrick Mahomes and the offense. 
Spags, it seems like when the games get bigger, when the challenges get higher, he performs even better. Um, and um, the guys executed the game plan well. Um, they got timely turnovers that played down down at the goal line, punching the ball out. Uh, I think it was Snead and recovering it. That was, that was a timely turnover, obviously. And um, whenever they're rolling like that, I have to kind of manage my game. I still think Spaz should um, be up for assistant coach of the year. I mean, what he's been able to do with his defense from last year to this year and um, <clears throat> how he was able to overcome a lot of humps, how we was over, how, uh, how we was able to uh, force a lot of guys to grow. Our defense was outstanding. Uh, we were able to get a lead and we were able to maintain that lead and, and did it with, a, with great personality there. So as they've done uh, throughout the season, but my hat goes out to Spags, uh, to Nags and, and to <laughs> Tobe uh, for the jobs that they've done as coordinators putting things together. Steve Spagnolo. He's the defensive coordinator they're all raving about. And yeah, he's got some head coaching experience. And if I remember correctly, do do not quote me. I, I well, you can quote me. I have no idea how many of the openings that he's interviewed for. I have no, I don't know how many he was involved in. But I do know that he's having the time of his life running this Chiefs defense. I mean, the Chiefs D match the Ravens toe-to-toe, dirty, and I don't mean dirty as in running afoul of the rules, but just getting down in the mud, in the muck, that kind of dirty. Physical, mixing it up, not being pushed around. Spagnolo has coached at eight different NFL stops and also was part of NFL Europe. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion as well. <laughs> Let's talk to Ivan, who's in Ontario. Ivan, welcome to After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Hi, Amy. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, congratulations on your wedding. Thank you. And um, I love Harbaugh. For for what I want to say, that I'm so happy that, that I'm a Chargers fan, mm-hmm. and we needed somebody like him. This this was nothing more than experience that the Chargers needed to get to the next level. Yeah. And I want to talk about that Detroit game. I think it was a most amazing game I we could uh-huh. watch this weekend. Right. Um I think the biggest I think the biggest uh upsetting moment was calling that last time that, that first time out with forty you know, at the end when, when they rushed the ball. Um I really thought they were gonna do a a, a throwing play. And if they would have not if they would have threw the ball, and and let's say they didn't get it, the, the clock stops. But rushing and utilizing that one time, the first time out, it really just put a damper at the end. Knowingly that they were gonna, they they were looking good regardless of how the game was being played. Detroit was looking good the whole entire game, and uh, that that cost them because they could have had 47 seconds left with the ball back. And I'm pretty sure they would have taken it right there. <laughs> but it is easy to say that, right? It's easy to come I up know, with a different I ending. Just, <laughs> I know, but everybody was looking at that at the end because they stopped them. They stopped them on the way back. That mm. had nothing. They, they, they didn't have anything else but to run that ball. And Detroit still has so much left in them. And I know it 
if they would have had that 47 seconds, <laughs> Goff would have brought them back down, and Goff would have got them through. He, he's just that type of quarterback. Uh, but to all the Lions fans, you have nothing to be ashamed of. No, definitely not. I would agree he with that point. We may, not, we may not agree about the timeout, but I agree on that point, Ivan. And there is a lot more to come, I think, in the Dan Campbell era. Love a lot of these young guys. I mean, think about it. On the offensive side of the ball, the Jameer Gibbs-David Montgomery combo. Defensive side of the ball, Aiden Hutchinson, the spark plug. There's a lot more to come from Detroit. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.